Christmas, everyone, and welcome to Mastering Music. I am Petronella Turin, and for today's episode, I have a wonderful Christmas gift for you. A triple gift. It is a triple interview with the fantastic swing-singing sisters, Emily, Josephine and Maria. They are the Hebe sisters. And these three sisters, they are Sweden's answer to the Andre sisters. And they have something amazing with their three voices and they just sing in the most incredible and innovative and yeah, it's like retro and new more than at the same time. I I am blown off my feet. When I hear them, I just can't help myself to dance. The Heavy Sisters, they uh, are mostly known in Sweden for their grand debut that happened in national TV in 2009. They were very young and they uh, just came on the stage and performed the most amazing swing number that I think Swedish television ever have seen. And since then, they have been very busy because everyone wants to uh, hear them on the stage. So they've been uh, on big and small stages in all of Sweden and also in Europe. They are particularly fond of a jazz festival in Switzerland, for example, where they uh, yearly perform. They are also popping up in several TV shows in uh, in Sweden here and there, for example, Bingalotto. And what happens when they show up? Yeah, they dance, they are stepping, they are swinging, they are singing and entertaining in every possible and most wonderful way. In this episode, we explore the life of the three sisters, their musical life, but also the life that they live when they are home. Because they live on a farm in Värmland and they are taking care of a lot of cows and a lot of goats and lambs and cats. We're going to hear more about that in the interview. We're also going to talk about performance, about singing, dancing and education, and also about superpowers and sisterhood. How is it possible to work together with your family? We're going to discover all of the secrets and all of the good tips in the same to you. I also have the pleasure of uh, presenting them performing live in the interview. So they are going to sing for us in the end of the interview two songs, which is really, really fantastic. It's the first time a, a guest ever do that. So that's uh, writing mastering music history. The Some of the songs are going to be from the new album, who is really, really nice. It's uh, Jazz It Up and Swing is called. And who can not use a little bit of extra swing in their life at uh, these times? I know for sure that I could. And we're also going to talk about how they are handling Corona, about their special performance they do online now, and how you can order a singogram by the Hebe Sisters, and much, much more. I hope you enjoyed this wonderful episode. It's uh, my Christmas gift to you, and I hope that we will go through brighter times now in January, so more episodes can come up, because it's a little bit difficult to interview people when you cannot meet them. But for now, I hope that you will have a wonderful time together with the Singing Sisters. And we are going to listen to the new hit, Jazz It Up and Swing, from uh, the new album. Then we are going to go to the interview. Before, I want to wish all of you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. And now, Jazz It Up and Swing, the Happy Sisters.
in music the happy sisters <laughs> thank you <Yay. laughs> wow such a pleasure being here in the beautiful sweden and uh, beautiful warmland mm. warmland yes it's yes. a beautiful summer day actually today mm. we have a little breeze or a little wind outside but wow it's beautiful here so we're sitting in a, a little cottage We can call it that in the middle of the Swedish forest, mm-hmm. and it's just so beautiful here. There's like big, big fields with cows, and yeah, it's it's amazing. Which actually leads me into the first question. I I thought I'm gonna start a little bit different today. You are gonna present yourself because now it's the first time for me that I have three people yeah. that <laughs> I'm trying to interview at the same time, and three people from the same family. So the risk is that the voices are similar. <laughs> So I thought that we start with that uh, you're going to answer which animal is your favorite animal. 
and then present your voice and your name so people can hear the voice and hear the name so we can like relate to which person is who perfect should we start with the oldest one yes, yes the oldest one and my name is emily <laughs> and uh, my favorite animal mm, that's a hard question but maybe dogs mm. Mm. good one mm. do you I have like. a particular sort of dog that you like we used to have a toy poodle, oh. but uh, he's not with us anymore, unfortunately. And I'm longing to get a new one as soon as I yeah. had have the best opportunity, the best possible yeah. way to take care of a dog. It it takes a while to yeah. <laughs> treat it. And uh, I, I know I have yeah. had my first year with my puppy, my little wolf, oh. <laughs> and yeah, it takes a lot of work. It's like having a baby almost. Mm. Yeah. Okay, so the middle one. Yes, my name is Josephine. I'm 25. Oh, we didn't say ages, maybe. Oh, it doesn't matter. You can, yeah, I'm you can share what you are. 25. She's Me proud of her age. She's like, I'm 25. I'm 25. <laughs> Turn this year. My favorite animal. I've always loved cats. Um, I don't know why. I just love them. <laughs> so uh, we're actually getting new cats oh, in August. Amazing. So we're looking forward to Little kitten. Them. Yes. That's amazing. Hmm. So this is my voice. Hello. Yeah. Josephine. <laughs> yeah. My name is Maria and I'm the youngest. I'm 23 years old. <laughs> yes. I turned 23. Yeah. I turned 23. Um, I love many different animals because we are all grown up at the countryside. So we are we are used to have different animals around us. So it's hard to say, but first the first thing I was I was thinking about was lamb mm -hmm. that's correct right mm -hmm. a lamb yeah. yes a lamb um i think they're very cute yeah i love lambs did you ever like give them the bottle the, mm -hmm. the lamb yeah many times many times and then they like kind of think that you are the mummy and mm. they will like run after you and like Meh. yes amazing yeah that's like one of my best like childhood memories also mm. like when i had to give them the bottle and they just love me so much mm. that's that's the best thing guys best. next to the dog Get a lamb. <laughs> it's like super nice. They're so cute and furry. So uh, yeah, let's start where you grow up. You grow up on the farm in uh, this beautiful place in Värmland, in the middle of nowhere, pretty much. I mean, yeah. there was uh, like no proper roads here. It's like one-way roads, so you have to like stop if you meet a car. And it's such an amazing place and so inspiring. Like I see all the water and all the forest. And yeah, tell us about the growing up on the farm, but also with musician family because your parents are musicians mm. so it's like a very rare combination combination i think because most people who have musicians parents they live in the city mm. because uh, that's where the musicians mostly live i think mm. so tell us about that yeah. and I, we were very happy when we think about our childhood yeah. we we had a wonderful childhood growing up with animals and the forest around us and we also get so much inspiration from the nature and being in the silence and just breathe the fresh air that's josephine who talks. yes that's josephine <laughs> um, yeah and also growing up with animals has been very important to us because mom and dad has always had this idea that a children that grows up with an animal that really gets the empathy and love and to take care of another living creature that's really important to a child and i think that has helped us a lot and mm. also that we grew up with a lot of music around us i was uh, like dancing when mom and dad were practicing and uh, so music and to sing or dance or play an instrument to ourselves it came all very naturally it, mm. we just uh, 
it was a fun game to us. Yeah, yeah our mom is a pianist, Ulrika Hebbe, and dad, uh, Lars Ingen Bialystam, is a cellist. So when they practiced, we just, like Emily said, we danced around and we, we were painting. And yeah, so it was all just so much fun. So the music came very natural to us. Yeah. And they are the like two of the, I, in my opinion, like greatest musicians in Sweden. Mm-hmm. And they decided to like go out to the countryside and bring culture out to the countryside, which which I think is an incredible thing. Mm-hmm. Because I know that Lachinia was also working in the big cities like Gothenburg and he was like mm-hmm. working everywhere mm-hmm. and also your mother. And then they decided um, to go to a beautiful place in the middle of the forest and build up a big culture school here. Like mm-hmm. they have built actually a musical high school. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is incredible. Like, how can, to create a school like this in this kind of size is mm-hmm. just so much work. And at the same time, being a high professional cellist and pianist and bringing up three kids mm. and having a big farm with a lot of sheep, yeah. I mean, is really incredible. And Lausinga has also been the teacher here in Ingesund at the music conservatorium or music uh, school, high school, and, uh, mixing languages. But anyway, so they really like brought a lot of culture into the countryside and I think that's a beautiful thing mm-hmm. also because I think that nature and culture has kind of really when it connects it becomes really good mm-hmm. and I think many of their fellow musicians back in the days they were very surprised when they suddenly decided to move out to the countryside and stay there in a little red cottage yeah. because uh, many of their friends they were staying in Stockholm and all these big cities but they were traveling around the world from this little cottage. Yeah. They were traveling even more than their friends. Their friends were like, oh, they're moving out in the countryside. They're being real mm. hippies now. Mm. But they explore the world much more than the other their friends. Yeah. Um, and they could stay away from home without having very high costs with rent, for example. Yeah. So uh, to them, that was the natural choice. And so we grew up in that with that a- idea, the yeah. same mm. idea. And mm. uh, you kind of live a little bit like this yourself. Mm. You're still living here where you grow up, which is also quite rare. Yeah, we used to live in Stockholm and like separate our times with the big city and the countryside. And we also studied in Stockholm for two years. Mm. But now since the coronavirus has taken over the whole world, we decided to go back home and to feel the nature, to be here together. And uh, that was absolutely a great choice to us. Yeah, exactly. Because now we're not having concerts. We're not touring anymore because before we had concerts in Sweden and sometimes abroad. And that was that was amazing. In Switzerland, I saw they are are such a big fans. Mm -hmm. Yes, we've been there for, I think, seven, seven, eight times. Yes. With the whole family. Yeah. So it's very exciting. So and it's also we have always felt that to come home, it's a that's a very important thing. Now we can together and feel safe together Mm -hmm. yeah and i think i'm curious to know how did it start because no one i i know that we have only one cellist amongst (laughs) the sisters yeah so i mean and no pianist or how is it the piano skills well they're okay (laughs) you all choose instrument that is not your parents instrument right Mm -hmm. how did it come like how how did you not end up three cellists? <laughs> <laughs> I Maybe think, it's a question for the father. But yeah, <laughs> exactly. But the good thing is that 
our parents never pushed us um, to practice. And sometimes I can feel, oh, why didn't they push us more? Mm. So we practiced even more. Mm-hmm. But also when I think of it, it's good that they didn't do it because we all felt joy and like singing is just so much fun for us. So all three of us started playing cello just for fun when we were very young, since dad is a cellist. <laughs> but then me, Josephine, felt that, oh, I want to practice more and see how it is to be in an orchestra. So I started one year at the music university playing the cello. And it was it was it was great, a great year. But I also felt that I I'm not the person that can sit down all day long and practice. I'm more physical and I love to dance. So then I started musical theater school instead and felt this is this is my thing. I, I want to move and act and sing. But I still love the cello and now when you are here, I get inspired that I, I have to practice now. <laughs> the cello is waiting for me. Yeah. But you did, don't combine singing with the cello? Like sometimes. Yeah, sometimes. Uh, not very often, but on some weddings or... Mm. Yeah. Yeah, because it really marries very well, in, yeah. in my opinion, of mm. course. Yeah, it's beautiful. But, <laughs> it has a beautiful Also, when your father sound. plays with you, with you, it sounds really great. Mm. So, yeah. Yeah, one mission is sometimes we have to play a duet on a concert. Yeah, <laughs> that would be one day. Yes, that would be really great. Uh, yeah, so you did the singing, all of you. So how did it start with the singing? Like, was it something that, like, you started with the cello and then you transferred to piano or singing? Or when did the singing start? Like, you were always singing, maybe? Yeah, we like, were children? always singing. It was uh, always part of our lives. And I think I started... I had my first singing lesson when I was about 13 because uh, mom and dad has also been very clear about and very uh, careful about choosing the right teachers. Mm-hmm. So we are, we've been super lucky with having fantastic teachers from very early age. So that was, and all these teachers have been so inspiring and encouraging and also focusing on bringing out the, the natural voice and, and don't also, change anything. No. Mm-hmm. So that's, uh, we're so grateful for that. So that's like one of the benefits of having a musician as a parent. Mm. Mm. Is there and more benefits? Yeah, there's many. They, yeah, tell me about those. Yes, they have many like advice of things. Like they can help us with things and they understand our business. Like we, we have many musician friends and they, their parents are not musicians. So sometimes they feel, oh, my parents, they don't understand me that I want to mm. work with music. Mm. They think I should do something else. But I love the music. So we are so grateful that our parents understand that we want to work with music and try this. And both mom and dad has always tried to focus on the possibilities. So I, I think that makes it easier for us to really believe that we can do this. And also, what was the other thing I was thinking about? They also have a lot of contacts, of course. Yeah. And since we were very young, we started performing together with them on stage yeah. because we felt like, oh, it seems to be fun up there. <laughs> it was like a play. <laughs> yeah. So uh, thanks to them, we've had the chance to be on stage at a lot since a very young age. Mm. And to get that experience and to be like in the 15, the year of 15, we had been on stage and do, done hundreds of concerts. And mm. that's not... Uh, that's not everyone that gets that possibility. So that's 
to get the routine and experience to yeah and i think the singing just started with mom playing the piano playing like kids songs and then playing the melody and we were singing and our parents are not singers they they can sing i think but they are not (laughs) they haven't been singing at home for us so she just played and we were singing dancing and then yeah we were on stage with them and people liked it and and when we grew older, we also wanted to challenge ourselves more and mm. to bring in more harmony singing. And uh, since I'm the oldest and I've always been very interested in uh, arranging music or like listening to music. Well, what is that chord? And mm. I've always been listening very careful to, carefully to music. So when I was singing in the choir in school, I brought the, the sheet music back home. Yeah. And like, oh, let's try this with the sisters and see yeah. what it will sound like. And maybe I rearranged it for three voices if... The arrangement was for four or five voices. And I also started uh, listening to the Andrew Sisters, for example. Mm-hmm. That is a famous swing and jazz group from the 30s, 40s. In, and learn how to arrange music in their style. And to learn that jazz singing vocabulary. That's really helped me a lot when I'm now arranging, doing my own arrangements from yeah. scratch. And uh, To listening so. to others and kind mm. of trying to uh, find the recipe is like really mm. good. And I guess like growing up, you had to go to concerts because your parents mm. were playing. Mm. So maybe that also like inspires you because you were really like in 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 the concert place and in the concert halls listening. And when mm. they were repeating at home and I guess they brought to home other musicians as well yes, exactly. to practice. So it was like always exposure. Yeah, mm. that's a very important thing that you're mentioning now because all that you said has had a, a huge impact on us and uh, our parents always brought us to all kinds of cultural ex- activities. It could be opera or symphony orchestra, but also a pop concert or a ballet or... Yeah. And I remember dad brought me to, I think it was Denmark, I think I was only like five years old, to Rostropovich. Oh yeah, <laughs> the famous challenge. <laughs> and for me, like when I was five, I was, oh, so, I was so bored (laughs) it's hard to say now but he yeah so uh, already then I was exposed to great classical music but I didn't understand it then but now when I see the picture with me in with like hugging Rostropovich it's like wow (laughs) yes that's really cool yeah I think it was the I had a previous episode with the, the Danish uh, cellist Nils Ulner, yeah. and he was playing during that masterclass, like yeah. that mm. very one with Rostovich. Oh, wow. So I think uh, yeah, we can see the the strings go together <laughs> here. That's really cool. Yeah. But how is it? to be the youngest sister in the family then because you have all these musicians in front of you mm. but you are very like in my opinion you are very um, yeah the naughty one like Josephine said <laughs> before we started she was like she's the naughty one <laughs> I mean of course I see you on stage and I mean mm. when I first saw the the clip on television when your three sisters were in the talent show in Sweden the big one on TV 2009 yeah exactly <laughs> there was like I see the smallest one just like owning the stage like no one else ever owned the stage and I was like whoa this girl she's just amazing it's like she has so much power thank you very it's much like the whole family power is just channelized into one person <laughs> and you just thank started the act like wow no, thank you really cool thank so how, how is it being the youngest one the younger sister, I think it's both very exciting and bo- and also sometimes tough. But I yeah, think that's a lot same. to live up to. <laughs> yeah, but I think it's the same for all of us. To be the oldest has both negative and positive things. For me, I'm a very emotional person, and that helps me very much when I perform at stage to to bring out what I what I think and what I feel, and that helps me to to perform and to connect with the audience. So I feel very 
happy for having that opportunity and and that's the most wonderful part for me to be an artist to to meet the people and to see in their eyes when you're performing that they that the emotion that you're bringing out is touching their hearts yeah so and to give is actually yes to give is the, is the best part and yeah. your gift yes it's a it's a gift that everyone i think has and it's a beautiful opportunity to connect so as a as a youngest sister sometimes i compare with my um, with my sisters that they're very very good at many things because they're older and they have maybe developed things before yeah. me so maybe i feel that i'm running i want to go there as well but also mm-hmm. a bit that they're going that kind of direction and maybe i can do in in my way yeah. a little bit that i have my own life and my own thoughts that i like to do so but i guess you're like running after them like because i mean a voice is also like when you're growing up like all my opera friends mm. they're always like ah i I wish i was 30 so i could (laughs) sing wagner you know Mm. so i mean it's also like voice like your voice really changes when you grow older and especially when you're a teenager it must have been like a little bit like frustrating that you're like Mm. I'm off the exactly, but, uh, but I'm coming there. <laughs> but I learned so much. I'm happy that I'm the youngest because I learned so much from my sisters. As a very early age, I've asked them about everything, yeah. and uh, it, I feel very comfortable. Or... I feel very comfortable and loved as to have close sisters that you can ask about everything. And w- all of us three are very um, one group. Yeah. Because we're working together and we're living together, we're doing everything together. Yeah. <laughs> but of course, we're different ages, so yes, we are. Sometimes it, we have small discussions about people want to do different things. Like I'm in this age now, I want to do this for these months, and then oh, but maybe we have concerts, so then we. It's hard to mix uh, sometimes exactly. in the ages we are. Exactly. Sometimes maybe someone really want to work a little bit more or someone want to work a little bit more less or someone want to mm. study or i'm done with the studies i want to travel alone mm. for three months yeah. i want to develop that or i want to do that course or whatever but i think we are very all of us are very open and we talk and the communication is the most important when you work like sisters <laughs> You think you became closer because of uh, that you were doing music together Absolutely. as a family, and yeah. like, mm. do you think that helped you to tie you? Because there are many persons that have sisters and siblings mm. that are not that close. Actually, mm. there are many people who hate their siblings also. Mm. So I mean, it's not it's not something that comes naturally that you just love your sisters mm. and your family. Like you can choose your friends, but family. Uh, our blood mm-hmm. <laughs> so exactly. it, the music maybe helped you a little bit and i i'm also hearing uh, something interesting about discussion so i'm thinking okay <laughs> how do you solve a discussion when it comes <laughs> up? what is the trick how do you speak to each other i think one trick is to not discuss together too late <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or when we're too stressed or tired or hungry all that basic mm. things mm. also to listen to each other try to be positive when one sister has one idea that oh that was a bad idea to mm. try to lift each other as an individual person and then together try to maybe if you don't like that kind of idea okay Josephine has an idea I don't really like it but maybe and I have another idea and then maybe we can try to meet in the middle so I we try to sometimes we it doesn't work Sometimes we we fight and we are <laughs> sisters, so that's life. But mostly we don't have that many discussions about the music we sing, or it's mostly about 
other things. It's Quite been what to not, wear. <laughs> yeah, it's, not, it's been challenging to now since two years, I think. We've done since two years we've been doing this full time because before that we were all studying and mm. doing concerts. Yeah. So uh, during these past two years, we've been trying to make this as our everyday job, as a our living, and to do that. And yeah, yeah. we realized that it's hard, but also so good that we are sisters. But also. Since we are a family, we can work 24-7. Yeah. So during these two years, we have really tried to learn, okay, how to work with this and like make a schedule so we don't talk about the work all the time because yeah. that can also be tiring. And then it can start a discussion during the dinner if we talk about mm. the work. So mm. it's better to, okay, now we talk about work and then we do something completely yeah. different. Mm. And to, to have time together, not working, to... Mm. To have semester holiday mm. together. Yeah. Maybe it's good with like... animals then that you have to yeah. like yeah. totally like yeah. change topic and like okay, but who is gonna give uh, Leonard yeah, food exactly. today? You know, like <laughs> we have two goats, Billy uh, and Willie. Uh, Billy and Willie, <laughs> yeah. yeah. For example, because yeah. I mean, for me that is very therapeutic work. Mm. Also with animals, because if you clean something like uh, their little box or something, it gets clean and mm. it's done because mm. music is never done it's not it can always be a little bit mm. better you can always oh. and that's like kind of why we love it because exactly. it can always become better but uh, when it's clean it's clean mm. you know sort of and when the animals are fed they're fed it's very like nice therapeutic <laughs> yeah uh, it was like for, for a couple of days ago when sometimes when you're practicing or whatever and it doesn't go in that direction what you or expected mm -hmm. and you feel okay i leave this now or i want to do something else mm. like at home here we have a lot of cows so sometimes um the cows are doing really not what we want them to yeah. do they're doing they're, they're living yeah. yes they're <laughs> living life yeah. so the the small cows are going in one direction and the moms are going in another mm. direction and then i just go out and try to have my voice and, uh, and yeah. try to connect them together and and then to see when the cows and the mums and, and the children are going together and to, just when to see the love and just stay there in the forest and just watching the kids are eating and they're so happy. That is when you're a part of something yeah. big. And, and I feel pers in personal that... I feel that I get new energy to see something like that. Mm. Maybe you also get like mm. connected to what's real, you mm. know, and like what's yes. really important. Like if you do a out of tune note, maybe that's not the mm -hmm. end of the world, you know, maybe like a cow being fed by his mother is like, yeah. oh, but this is real, you know, this is mm. something that's really important. Mm. But it's and very nice, this uh, cooling that you're, it's a very Swedish thing that we go out and we, we can like do this kind of special sound that makes the cow cows calm. Uh, maybe you can give us a sample, like a little... <laughs> you go up and down. Yeah. So, yeah, it's very cool. <laughs> and uh, it's also, you can do that and the cows are coming, but if you're not really there and focused on the cows, they're not coming. Yeah, so that, that is exactly, that is something you can put everywhere in your life. Like mm. for us as an artist to stay on stage, I mean, to perform on stage, you have to really be there because many people in the audience can feel if you're not really there and you're doing it on a repeat. Yeah. Mm. 
okay, now we say this, uh, we are three sisters and we can, we say yeah. the line all the time and maybe people can feel that. So mm. we, so to try to develop. And how do you, how do you have any tricks or any like procedure or something that you do to, to be in the moment, to be like present and be like, okay, girls, this is it, you know, mm. because I mean, you really do concerts everywhere. Like you were on a, on a little floating, I don't know. A raft. Yeah, a raft, yeah, a raft. Yeah, a raft. Yeah. the other day <laughs> yeah. in the middle of the, like uh, the big river, the Klarälven. Klarälven yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I mean, you were there and then sometimes you are on the TV show uh, singing in front of like a live studio audience and sometimes you are, I, I'm guessing now because uh, I would think maybe an elderly home you could also be mm, in. Mm. I'm sure of that. And maybe I also saw that you were singing for the goats. So, yes. I mean, you have a very different <laughs> kind of audience and sometimes maybe you are in, in a smaller place somewhere in the middle of uh, Värmland because you did like a, a tour here during mm. Christmas and then you have a different audience and sometimes you sing in front of the very academic conservatorium mm. teachers maybe who exactly. listens with their intellectual yeah. mind so mm. how do you do to be always present and always giving everything I think that variation in venues helps a lot with that mm-hmm. because to go to the same venue every every day I think I will that will make me a bit more tired of it in a mm-hmm. way even if I could possibly find ways to work around it yeah. but I love the variation to one day being on stage with thousands of people watching and one day being in a room with only five people watching. So to me, that's a, a wonderful opportunity that we have that we can perform in all these different places. So that helps a lot. And also, I I found a trick that <laughs> I can uh, sometimes try to um, surprise my sisters in the arrangements because our arrangements uh. are some, some, yeah, they're quite rehearsed and we know exactly what mm. people are going to do and but sometimes maybe I surprise them by singing another dynamic that mm. then we decided and then to see if they are are they there with are me they following? <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. and uh, maybe to get back our focus or or I just try to focus on people in the audience like now I'm singing only for you mm. and I really want to like touch your heart and to mm. see you smile even if you're sitting there with your arms crossed yeah. so uh, <laughs> to find all these small little tricks but also the preparations of course is really mm. important that we are prepared when we enter the stage so we don't have to think about the lyrics or, or being nervous about what to do so being prepared and not only about the musical material but also your physical appearance, uh, appearance yeah. yes so and also the mental appearance of course that you've been sleeping and not being too stressed or had good a good meal yeah. or yeah. Um, done your physical exercises your vocal warm up All that preparation is really important. But I mean, you are very prepared. I see you like you look incredible, beautiful. Like (laughs) everyone who I showed a picture of you, they're like, what? (laughs) You know, Thank you. what jeans do they have? (laughs) (laughs) That's very good jeans. (laughs) But also also another thing is that because of we are performing in so many different places, uh, stages, we try to not make it different that we try to focus on that. I am myself, we are exactly the same, performing just for three people. It's the same concert exactly. as mm. if it was thousands. And maybe you even give more if it's only one person, because it's mm. very u- unique. Yeah, we always situation. love to sing for when you see the audience and mm. when maybe you can go out to the audience and yeah. dance with them. And, and usually we are very spontaneous on stage and that always also makes every concert unique and special and maybe we found someone in the audience that looks super excited maybe it starts dancing yeah. and then maria goes out dancing with the person mm. so that also make 
yeah make um, makes you present and exactly yeah because you are alive on the stage it's not something that is just rehearsed and performed it's no. something that is like created on the stage as well yeah and i see that uh, you also dance a lot you tap dance you swing dance mm-hmm. i've seen you uh, uh, post on facebook that oh we were on dance camp Yeah. So you do the whole thing like you've been creating this kind of great concept with a complete show artist like it's it's more than just three people singing together like yeah we are singing now you know but you are mm-hmm. a unit you everything is like really synchronized it's like the clothes the hair the makeup the singing the dancing everything has like is kind of great personality and i was thinking like because as a swedish person you want to put it in the box like which mm-hmm. box should i put it in <laughs> but i'm like I, i can't really put it in the box because it's very unique and it's everything because it's classical it's jazz and it's folk it mm-hmm. has everything all these kind of flavors that you also have in your personality mm-hmm. Thank that you. makes us so happy to hear because <laughs> that's actually our goal because um, yeah some people have said to us early back in the days that okay you should only focus on one type of music otherwise mm. you cannot work with this one type and then we feel but we can't we love all kind of genre and sometimes it's jazz and sometimes it's pop or soul or classical like we like everything and um, so we're really happy to hear that yeah, it's really like a great in- identity because you're from Värmland and here mm-hmm. like i think the 60s and the dots are really <laughs> like you know in and people like to dress a little bit like more like the 60s and 50s and they like the beautiful cars and stuff like this so you kind of have this kind of flavor mm. but on the same time you're Yeah, evolving into the 20th century mm, but how did you create it together because i mean it takes it's not just something that happens because this is also work mm. i know this myself that mm. it's not just happening because yeah, it's I think a lot it, of work yeah, yeah it's a lot of work and i think a lot of these things and the, this attitude towards music or towards culture in general i think we got a lot of that from our parents mm-hmm. because they've always been uh, very interested in bringing in different kinds of cultural things mm. like playing music and uh, reading a poem at the yeah. same time or mm. uh, focusing on good beautiful lighting mm. and to mix all these different things together to create an even more even more powerful experience for the, yeah. the audience that's visual is is uh, audio tv is hearing mm. but it's also like you're connecting all the senses like when you dance you feel something kinesthetic going on mm. and that's but, also what we enjoy when we are going mm-hmm. watching concerts ourselves when people are thinking about all these yeah. different small uh, little details yeah so uh, like a wider perspective than just the instrument like yeah. more Mm. I think there's a great tip for listeners to think about what you like yeah. and try to create that kind of concert that you would mm. like to go to. Because mm. that's really a good advice. Actually, what, what would I would like to see? Would I yeah. like to see someone standing and singing with the papers? Like, well, they can also be nice, mm. but maybe it would be even more nice if they look looked at me. You know, mm. because I, if you see the audience, they will also see you. Kind of. And I think it's the variation that makes the the concert very magical. Mm-hmm. So for us, it's very important that sometimes we just stand up singing and focusing on on your talent on your gift that you have in your body that you can sing and sometimes we want to add dancing and light and everything but also today i think many times when when i am watching concerts or musicals it's sometimes too much and i want to just okay how does it sound if i just hear your voice or just the instrument how good is it i think it's also very important to find a balance there to to not lose what's your talent lose your um, 
your unique the, sound and the exactly. core somehow mm-hmm. in the music and I, I heard like one teacher in Ingersund when I was studying there he always said that you can only have one great thing so he said if mm-hmm. you have really great text the music has to be more simple With a really complex music and beautiful music, you cannot have a beautiful text because the two became like, it's too much. Exactly. So he was always saying that you should like, you know, spice one thing that is like the main cause and then the other things, they can be there, but they have to yeah, mm. taking the part of the choir sort of. And I think that's a, a great, like, I don't know, guideline mm. for mm. some things. I mean, you know that who arrange a lot of music, mm. yeah, it's not possible to always have like a very strong, every, every voice cannot always be uh, present too much, you know. And I think it's also very important to be aware of how the audience react on what mm. you're doing. Because you can just act and show so much emotions and do that and mm. that. But um, maybe it doesn't connect with the audience. So mm. for me, example, that has a lot of... I have a lot of... I express a lot with my face. Mm-hmm. And I w- I don't want to, to lose what's me. But sometimes I realize that if I do too much... I don't really touch, I don't really get the connection with the audience. So if I'm more relaxed, know, relaxed in your body, in my body mm-hmm. and not doing too much, yeah. someone can suddenly sit there and cry. So Yeah. What is the craziest experience you have had with the audience? <laughs> oh, there were so many. Since uh, last year we, we, we've been um, like singing in senior homes and hospitals yeah. in Stockholm. Yeah. So there sure. we've had so many nice uh, memories from yeah. like meeting old people who've been yeah it's been wonderful and also we were been up north doing this at senior homes and then i started tap dancing and it was a man laughing so hard and suddenly someone was crying and a phone were calling <laughs> uh. and someone were screaming are you married and they was <laughs> <laughs> there's so many nice memories from these senior home yeah. concerts maybe mm. maybe all the people are also a little bit more liberated you know because mm. they don't they like are in the end of their lives so they don't have anything to lose you know yeah and then they are like you know what the <laughs> hell i'm just gonna do it you yes know? but i also from another concert to another i i remember when we had a concert in switzerland we had many great concerts there and then It was like a concert hall. It was a very beautiful, and all the audience, the audience that were there, was a lot of businessmen, and they were very focused. Mm. and And then suddenly, I was a little bit like, ah, I really want to wake them up mm-hmm. and, and to to see if they can come with us. Yeah, and that they look can, so strict, and, and that we yeah. can do this together. And then suddenly, they changed their their eyes and their faces, and and it just everything became so. Mm. Magical. Yeah. They started moving a little. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. oh, yeah, mission completed. <laughs> yes, that's awesome. Because we that. we really want to spread the joy and happiness with the music, and we feel it's very important today as yeah. well. To mm. yeah, with the joy, and it's it's a tough time, especially now during Corona. But the yeah. world is it, it's so many things happening, and also to create this uh, unity, yeah. like Maria was talking about, that we finally <clears throat> got the chance to unite these people and to bring them together with us so we create this wonderful uh, like musical bubble that we can all be in and that's also one of the most beautiful things with performing and with music that you hopefully can make someone feel a little bit less lonely just by doing that that you can invite him or her to your your world or to this uh Yeah, to forget everything and yeah. just be there in mm-hmm. here and now for one moment. Huh? Mm. And to do that with uh, old people, that's been so meaningful. And 
it's uh, it's been so beautiful to do that. Yeah. More people should do that. Yeah. Sometimes the musicians have a goal that okay, I want to sing for and play for thousands of people, and that's our mission. I want but, to be famous. Yeah, to be famous. But mm. you also have to start somewhere, and we felt that all musicians should sing more for old people because yeah. you get more. I don't know, like grounded, and you see they're real people. You meet them, and it's so unique. You get so much back. Yeah. Mm. Many artists maybe think, "Oh, they're just sitting there, there, and they're sick, and they're," mm. Ugh. but they are. Re- they can really be there, and they mm. can be a lot more crazy than person that is uh, full, fresh, and not sick. Yeah. <laughs> and it also makes you feel gratitude. Yeah. yeah. And makes you think about life and death and re- reflect about these big questions. Yeah. And that's really important to me that sometimes that not all all people are as lucky or healthy as we are. Mm. So uh, to get a reminder of that sometimes, I think, yeah. would be important for all I, people. <laughs> I totally agree. I mean, I'm in this organization called uh, Music Young for Old. And it's like an organization that we have in the Lindbergh, where I live. It's probably the same. Like yeah, in yeah they, they like organize. There's an agent who is organizing concerts. The biggest problem that we have had is that there is no money. And mm-hmm. like we are trying to get like money for it and so. But we get very little uh, supplies for something because no one wants to put money into old people, mm-hmm. which is crazy because they created the world. They gave us so much and mm. I mean we should show some kind of gratitude mm. to them. Mm. And I also agree that it's such a nice uh, place to have concert in and you can try out so much things and you really get direct response and everything. I mean I love it. I think everyone should be played for in every kind of audience. I think it also creates opportunities for, for musicians and we kind of have to seek our audience. And I I heard when you said that you you are always trying to be present, and I think that you are able to bring your audience into this kind of musical world because you are in it and you are present in it. And if you are present, they will also be present. So you're like coloring each other. You know, it becomes mm-hmm. a symbiosis when you play a football match. You know, mm-hmm. you have like something, someone to play with. Also, the audience are kind of one kind of instrument in itself. Like I always look at the concert hall as an instrument because it has an acoustic. Because I most of the time I play without any speakers or so. And then like every concert place is a new instrument I have to play with. Mm-hmm. If I am in a big uh, church with 10 seconds of after sound, then I have to kind of, okay, work with this. I have to play slow. And if I'm very dry, I, I can like, okay, I have to create sound mm-hmm. because there is nothing here. <laughs> like so dry. Uh, so that's also something to think about mm-hmm. that we uh, that you gave me now. It was really cool. <laughs> so what do you do when you are nervous? Because I I think you get nervous sometimes, right? Sometimes, mm. not very often. But if we have a brand new arrangement, brand new choreography, and everything is new, or a very important mm. performance, yes. like in television, mm. then we are very nervous. Mm. Um, we feel that okay, it's now or never. Don't mess up. We have to do it. Right. <laughs> and also, I can get very nervous when we have concerts in English. All the presentations is in English. What do you do then to not be nervous? Like, how do you handle it? I try to think about that we have been doing this for so many years. Mm. And also that we can uh, feel more comfortable being three people on stage. Or maybe more if we're yeah. performing together with a band or with our parents. So you get a lot of support and strength from each other. Being a soul artist, I guess... Is much more challenging yeah. in so many ways. You have to stand there alone. And yeah. and also think of what is the worst thing that can happen. Mm-hmm. And when you think of that, you realize, okay, it's not that many things that can happen. 
And as Maria said, we've done this for many years and think of that and all the concerts you've done. Mm. And then, okay, let's do it this time as well and just have fun. Even and, if it's hard to think of sometimes. But. And does it does contage? Like if one is secure, the other ones are also, yeah, okay, it's fine. Or is it like if someone gets nervous, do you also get nervous? Or how do you... It could happen mm, sometimes. Yeah, but, but I, we help each other and support each other yeah, there as well. I can imagine like if someone gets nervous, the two others will like support it. And then it's the other person's turn to be <laughs> nervous. You know, sort of mm. like people do when they are in grief. Because if you look at family who grieves... Normally, it's like one person who breaks down and then they are supporting that person. And then it's another person's time when the, that person is done. Mm. I mean, you kind of take turns and then you can always support each other. So I guess one of the best recipe that you have is actually that you're your best friends and mm. sisters. So you have like support from each other. Yeah. And I mean, you grow to up together so you can really like put paper uh, black and white and say like yeah but you know emily do you remember this time yeah <laughs> or you, you you did this really good you know but i think it's very important to to get to know yourself what, what do you need? you need to do to make you feel the best and to not get nervous yeah. because it's very individually all of us three even if we're sisters we do um, we can do different preparations but I can get even more nervous if I haven't done a good singing warm-up, if I haven't done exercises for my body and all that kind of basic things. And also, it's for me, it helps to breathe because it, when I get nervous, my I, I stop breathing or I breathe very fast. Yeah. So before I go up on stage, if we all three are nervous, sometimes we take our hands and just close our eyes. Breath. <laughs> deep breath. Yeah, deep, deep breath. breath together and then we feel more connected and grounded so we try to develop what we need individually and together so you never finished <laughs> and you can need different things in different situations also mm. so to trust your routine that you have done a lot of performances but also to all this routine helps you get to know what you need in all these different kind of situations that you can mm. be exposed to so you're talking about a, a lot of exercises so i know and i want to know what do you do to take care of your body we were mm. mentioning eating good but what do you eat so give us more details Maria is our private chef, actually. Oh, the private chef? Wow. <laughs> Emily writes the arrangement and Maria is the chef. <laughs> yeah. So what do you eat? What is a good prep for a concert? Like, what is... Mm, not too heavy, I believe. Mm -hmm. And not too much cream or fat. Fat food. Fat food. <laughs> yeah. Um, do you have a favorite? Like a favorite? favorite? Yeah. Mm. Like this is, this is the, the grand meal. The absolute favorite, but we don't eat it that much, is uh, elk meat with mm. potatoes, nice. homemade lingonberry jam and homemade salad. <laughs> <laughs> but we don't eat that before every concert. No. A soup, yeah. Yeah. a salad, something fresh. Mm. That not makes it uh, too yeah. swollen. Yeah. Because kind of when you are singing, you have to use your inside of your body. So mm. if it's full, it's kind of hard to have all the power. Yeah. In my opinion. Like, mm. I also don't like to, if I have to sing something that mm. is too full, then I'm like... <sighs> yes. Exactly. And a lot of vegetables and fruits and different colors. We try to, to think about that. Because if we're having a long concert, mm. sometimes we can have concerts like four acts yeah. in one night. And if we just had, like, we could never have just had a McDonald's. Because yeah. one hour later, we're all, all hungry. And mm. 
that we have to be more professional than that. So <laughs> we have to eat really good food so we can be professional to our audience because we we have an responsibility to to give them the best. Yeah. And to plan this ahead, mm. to maybe also bring a snack that you can have in between the sets. Apple. Or we are very good, good in planning mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. like directing, okay, Maria is doing this, I do that, and then I'm doing this. And then we yeah. are done with something we had to do in maybe one hour. And so we are very efficient. Super efficient. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And maybe that also feels like, makes you calm, that like, mm. okay, everything is under control. Yeah. Mm. That you are like, I did what I could control, so everything is controlled, and then I don't have to worry about mm. this. And we also try to think about to not eat too fast, mm. to have time to eat, because otherwise your stomach gets crazy and everything just gets crazy if you yeah. eat too fast. Mm-hmm. So. And training, what do you do for sports? To keep fit. It's individual and it depends dance, on I yeah, know. and it depends on where we are. If we're here mm. in Värmland, we go out for a walk or a run or bicycle. bicycle or yoga. But if we are in a city, someone maybe is going to a gym. Me, Josephine, mm. always go to a lot of dance classes. Yeah. Ballet, I love ballet. Mm-hmm. Lindy Hop, Lindy the, Hop, the dance couple, jazz yeah. dance, uh, tap dancing. Do you also just go out dancing for fun, like mm. without yes. having to perform? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. That's, That's the best. Fun. Yeah. And I we have been touring a lot and I've realized that rubbing bands is a great opportunity to bring your gym mm-hmm. everywhere. So I bring it everywhere literally so that's and a yoga mat a travel yoga yoga mat that you can that can get very small in your suitcase that's great so i try i I do that nice to make so i can stand up straight yeah but it also gives (laughs) you like i know that some uh, singers that have those yoga they say that they sing better because when the I don't know what it's called because I don't do enough yoga, but it's something here, what it's called, the, the pelvis. Or yeah. They're always talking about this thing here when you do mm-hmm. yoga video, like let your, it's like between the belly button and... Heart and the pulse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And when that is relaxed, you kind of have the support to sing better. Mm. Air. Yeah. We all of us three. Be outside. Yes. Yeah. And that's always uh, good to get the fresh air before you do the vocal warm up mm. and to be warm in your body before yeah. you start to do the warm-up singing the yeah. singing warm-up it's so literally w- warming up yeah the, everything and your not brain only, and yeah. sometimes if you don't have time to do a like a half an hour or a vocal warm-up mm. then it's always more important i feel to move your body and to be warm and then the voice yeah. comes naturally otherwise you maybe are tense and if you're cold or awesome so what do you do to calm down then do you have any like Meditation exercise as well, or it depends on sometimes where you are. Sometimes to calm down is to just go out. If we have the possibility to have the forest close mm. or nature, just go out and uh, take a slow walk or sit somewhere in the middle of the forest and just listen and hear and feel yeah. the atmosphere. And also after a performance, I think to all three of us, it's important to have a moment to just talk about what we just experienced, to have yeah. this moment to let that concert live in us a little bit longer before yeah. we just leave that memory behind us. And to talk about all the positive things and maybe things that we could develop until next time or to just a memory that we yeah come to our mind from that particular performance. Yeah. I think that is also important to, Very. to just make us relax and... Yeah breathe out <laughs> it's such a important thing like to relax and to recover like do you have anything like if you had a very busy period with a lot of concerts what do you do then to charge the batteries is it going with the animals or do you have something like okay 
now it's time to recovering to be able to perform even more in the next season or so. Do you have anything like that? It's the basic things. Maybe we sleep a little bit longer, had a long breakfast, go to the forest and be have out. A swim. Mm. Be out in the forest. Maybe if you had the possibility, two hours and yeah. bring your your sandwich and. Uh, Like I did today. Yeah. I was biking and then I had my breakfast at the beach. Mm. Do what you love. Yeah. yeah, And to also make sure you have days in your calendar that are completely empty. Mm. Because that's a relaxation to me. That yeah. I know that I wake up this morning and I have nothing planned. I can just listen to my mind and my body and feel, okay, what do I want to do today? Yeah. And that's a really really important to have these days yeah. and free days where you also can have time to do something completely different like maybe you go out with a friend mm. playing ping pong i don't know just something that don't have a connection to music and yeah the things you used to do do you have any like advice that you would like to give like if you would relive your life do you have any advice for like yourself if you will redo it redo it yeah like If you would talk to your mm. yourself at 15 years old, I mean, you're not very old, any of you, but it's always interesting to see if like, okay, that maybe I wasn't so good that I did that, or maybe I would have done this instead. Yeah, I think that the answer will be, will be different depending on each sister. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> uh, but to me, I think I would tell my 15-year-old me to relax more and to not always walk this extra mile in every project and everything I do because I'm very ambitious yeah. and uh, very interested in many things. So that makes me say yes to maybe mm. a little bit too many things at the same time sometimes to be a bit kind to myself about that thing. To yeah. Everything relax. doesn't have to be perfect no, always. No, no. And also, you don't have to be that good in school. I mean, <laughs> it, yeah. it, it turned out that I was... Uh, working with music anyway so mm. why spend all this <laughs> maybe i shouldn't say this to the listener but why should spend all this time uh, hours Hi. working mm. with the, your maths or yeah. your <laughs> swedish <laughs> i don't know but uh, when you can exercise or practice mm. or uh, yeah exactly yeah. do what you love yeah i see what you mean with the studying yes and i remember you told me as she was my big sister <laughs> she said okay don't study too much at the high school and gymnasium you will study uh, you will work with music anyway mm. but it's still hard when you're in school you want to do the best you can yeah. and still you want to have time to practice so even if you said that advice to me was hard it was very hard yeah Uh, when I look back of what I've been doing, I don't feel that I, I think about things that I want to change or I regret something. I feel that every part is something you go through. And it's even if my sisters are telling me, don't do so much in school. It's just, yeah, it's a part of me right now that I'm very focused in doing this right now. And then later I realize this and later I realize that. So I think it's a growing part that is part of life to learn and to develop. So. Yeah. Yeah. Is there something like I mean you did a lot of educations and you did a lot of schools and music schools and everything. Is there something in those education that you thought that maybe I could have used more of this? Like because I mean for me personally I think that every school has really good things, but sometimes I feel that okay maybe I could have used this in my education because educations are 
a little bit slower in changing than the society because society is always changing very fast. And then the schools are like, okay, like 10 years after. So is it something that you would feel because you're all kind of fresh, educated? Is it something that you felt that, oh, I wish they did more focus on this. I wish we had more of that. Yeah, I think it's always so important that schools should bring more when you have the chance to learn about like working as an independent artist. Like Mm -hmm. what... How is the music business? And yeah, the music, learn more about the music business. business. Sell concerts, marketing, yeah. all mm. these things that you, that is a huge part yeah. of the work. It's but. a huge part. And we feel that, okay, now we have had a week and we've been sitting so much at the computer, but we want to sing, we want to do, be on stage. But the computer work takes so much time mm. and we've learned so much on our own, which is, we're happy of. But to learn that in school would also be... Yeah. Good, I think, because the digital world is so big today and it's changed all the time. So I think that would be a, and also, a good And also, thing. I believe that the social part, the social connection today, that it's uh, maybe a course in school or whatever where you talk and get a little bit of different um, tips and advices how you can connect and... How to be a good person. <laughs> yeah. I think, I mean, I totally agree with you guys. I could have used used that so much because I think now the music conservatorium and music schools, they kind of educate you to be in the like already made music institutions. Either you become a music teacher and you're in the music school Mm. or you're in the orchestra and you play in the orchestra. But the music industry doesn't look like that anymore. Mm. There is so many more more profession in the music than what they are educating us to be. And then they are complaining that musicians are not uh, having jobs. But I'm like, yeah, but you're educating the same musician. Mm. And if you have the same musician, of course, it's going to be a big competition to be in the same job because there is only that kind of, there is a limit to the need. Mm. So that's a little bit what what I'm feeling and what I'm trying to teach my cello students as well to like, okay, what do you actually want to do? And also my mental training student, obviously, mm. because that's mostly what I, they want to have an answer to what they are, uh, what are they going to do? So that's really interesting, actually. Yeah, really... there's many possibilities. Yes, there as is. a musician, some people see it, uh, oh, it's so hard to be a musician. They like, oh, only mm. being an orchestra. But yeah. there's many things you can do. Yeah. And I believe that if you talk to people and bring out your humble side, but also the same to be very clear of what you what you want and and that you really feel I have a love and a passion for this. I really, really would like to do do this and I really mean it. I think to have that connection, I think so many possibilities can grow. Yeah, definitely. So what are you dreaming about? What is the dreams? The heavy mm. heavy sister dreams. You should have a big show with a great team, like choreographer and uh, director and everything. Everything. Because at the moment we do all the things our own, but we also sometimes book a choreographer or mm. designer and things like that. But just a big show where we do all these different genres. That meet would new, be nice. And to meet new people, meet new people from different cultures different countries when this corona has been yeah. calmed down conquered down. <laughs> yeah. and also maybe record more cds with different kind of music as well some yeah. people have requested a cd with all these special arrangements of mm. genres like life on mars with david bowie yeah. um so maybe more cds and more material is it a lot of politics with covers when you because there is rights to some music and i mean probably you know that emily who is doing the arrangements <laughs> Is there, um, yeah, 
What is the ground rule for arranging music for an ensemble like this? Do you have any tips? If you are recording it on a s- or sell it and yeah, in a exactly. CD, then it's very important to uh, actually the ro- have the royalties. rights for yeah. it. In Sweden or in uh, Scandinavia, I think, we have a Nordic Copyright Bureau mm-hmm. that where you buy the rights to print a CD or a digital CD. Yeah. Expensive. Um, mm. It's very expensive. <laughs> How much does rights. it cost for one song? Do you have a... For one song, I'm not very sure, no. but for and it also depends on how many uh, physical albums you're going no. to press. Okay. And so and how many of these re- released albums that are for promotion and how many that are for mm-hmm. selling. So it has a lot of these different politics. Yes. Yeah. But uh, it costs a lot. Yeah. It's a big part. Big of expense. Mm. But if you're posting a video on, let's say, YouTube or mm. Facebook, then it's then it's something com- yeah completely different. Yeah. And it's cheaper. <laughs> So that's great to know, actually. And uh, to uh, work with three voices, is there something special? Because it's three female voices also, so it's not like a baritone and a tenor or anything. Is there a nice recipe you could like share to us, mm-hmm. some tricks and tips? Tricks and tips. To bring out your, mm-hmm. your voice. Yeah. Thing, to, to, to know what is comfortable for you and what is your strength. And then to mix that together and then be aware of what is the sound. Yeah, go we... outside yourself and mm-hmm. listen to the two other. Because if you're a soloist, you're always so used to hear your own voice. And I sing like this and mm. blah, blah, blah. But it can really help if, okay, I move my ears to mm. the other two people now. And then you sing much better and yeah. the harmonies get much closer and just a better sound. Yeah, that's cool. So listen to each other. Mm. And when I'm arranging, I'm usually very intuitive and very yeah. spontaneous. I o- usually go on my first thought yeah. because that's usually the the best one. Yeah. Yeah. And if I'm over analyzing it and taking it one or two steps further, then it probably won't get as good. So yeah. that's maybe a good tip to go on your first thought. And sometimes you and also to uh, sleep on it yeah. <laughs> to to let it uh, rest for a while and then bring it up again and listen to it. Oh, maybe I want to change things after all. But I also have the luxury to arrange music for these two fantastic singers (laughs) that can sing pretty much anything that I arrange. So I do quite complicated arrangements for for singing. And that has a lot, a very wide range because I know that they are both very (laughs) wide voices. Uh, And that's also... And it's challenging and fun. Mm. Do you also sell arrangement? Not yet. Not yet. Mm-hmm. But people have asked. Yeah. Mm. I mean, a lot of people who do this kind of amazing, like, arrangement, they can also, like, people want to do the same. They see it and they're like, oh my God, this is amazing. I would like to take Inspire. Mm. They could sell it. Yeah. yeah. Maybe, Maybe that's good compensate for the money for the this. <laughs> <laughs> for this yes. <laughs> can yeah. be a, a, a good equ- equation. So what is, uh, do you have any good practice tips to practice, to learn fast? I like to, if I have a song, first of all, I look at the text and just read it. And after I've read it through, I look, what is it about? And then... Later, I learn the song and the melody and take, st- and take it step by step and not stress it through. And then I can put it together. So so to not do everything at the same time, to have to have patience. Mm-hmm. And make pictures in your head. I think oh. that's important for any instrument that you feel that, okay, this music touched me in this way. And get pictures of what you're playing about or singing about. And to also let these pictures appear 
uh, maybe in different ways mm-hmm. and to let them develop during the process yeah. and to maybe get clearer during the process. Mm. So, yeah, that's an important part as well. I think that's brilliant. I mean, for me, as a mental trainer, I've been investigating this a lot lately <laughs> also because I was learning a program totally without scores. Text and I was singing and playing and chords and I was like, oh, am I going to do this? Mm. Then I really put my methods to the test. But really like uh, people who win this kind of memorizing competitions, you know, like they are in, in Europe, like memorizing competitions when they memorize and they are in the Guinness record book mm-hmm. of memorizing. What they do is actually just like you said, creating pictures. So, for example, if you're going to uh, ain't no mountain high enough, then they will like probably make a picture of someone measuring a, a mountain. But they will do it in an environment that they know. So probably they will do like maybe a mountain, a hill outside here, you know, and mm. then exactly you will remember it because it's uh, the hill where the sheep are on or, you know, something like this mm. to connect it to something that your brain already has stored. Exactly. And then a picture. But also I, I think it makes it more alive because you, then you're already telling a story. Instead of just repeating words that you learned, you know. Mm. Yeah, it's so important to tell the story, like you say, and express the emotions. Because I feel that that is what music is about. And of course, it's very impressive when if someone plays a piece super fast and it's like, oh wow, how can this person play that? But when you really feel that music gets your heart, it's uh, it's really beautiful. And also, we all of us have been studied and study classical singing. And sometimes when I sing a song, oh, here it is, one part that is very complicated. And I, and I know it. And mm. I come to that part and it just, I know it's going to be hard. And then I know and learn that this is the difficult part. So I believe my teacher, he's, or all of us, we have one teacher, he's 83 years old. He's yeah. an old man that is amazing. And he, he always... It's Anders Halberg, yeah. Anders Hörngren. Hörngren, yes. Hörngren, Halberg. And he says Hörngren. that if it's a part that is complicated, we have to work with that to not think. Mm. And then I maybe move around, I maybe take my hand and, pay, and paint on the wall and mm. to try to... Or just feel, what, what, is, what is the word right here? Mm-hmm. Maybe it's something that I can bring out um, an emotion and not think the technical part because then you can yeah and also we were singing for barbara bonnie in salzburg the opera singer yeah she's fantastic and she also said that like just breathe down feel down everything and that also helps so much for singing but i think for any instrument that you're just like down in your body so you're not up, up, up! It's oh. rounded. <laughs> rounded. It's yeah. like a circle. You're breathing in, connected in your and body, and then it's going down, mm. and then it's going in, and it's it's the same. It's like a circle. No, mm. circle of life. Yeah, <laughs> circle of singing. Uh, okay, so I'm checking my notes to see uh, because we have some uh, listener questions, which mm. is very so important. Think... So, if you would have a superpower, what would that be? You already have superpowers, but. If you have had uh, another one, like a real closey uh, one, or it would be cool to travel to a place without, uh, with well, with just thinking about it. Ah. So, so like I think teleportation. Oh, yes, yeah. yeah, I would exactly. love that as well, and also be like a mosquito on the wall, and mm. also travel both. <laughs> but <laughs> teleportation tram. would be good. Both you're saving time, but also you're saving the environment a lot. Yeah. So to just. Think about it, mm. and then we can explore the world without uh, yeah. ruining our planet. Wow, <laughs> that's a really good one. Yeah. <laughs> it's a hard question. Um, is it some um, maybe to be a bird? A bird? 
to yeah to, to be fly. like did an uh, animagus so you yeah. can transform to a, to a bird exactly and to, to fly and see things from a about bigger yeah another perspective above, from yeah perspective and, and that's really cool know. that's good superpowers <laughs> so we have one teleportation and a small mosquito on mosquito the <laughs> so it's also flying sort of do yeah. you know, a little bit uh, yeah enchanted by the flying and the bird mm. that's cool so how can you combine like how can you not fight <laughs> that's one question how is it possible to work with your re- relations and your relatives because it must be like sometimes because you know each other so well mm. that you will probably also be able to say like how is it it can't be always easy to be professional you know mm. because between each other you're also sisters so you're kind of like family and professionals together but like as a professional probably some things you wouldn't do yes mm. yeah but sometimes we we slam say, the door <laughs> yeah but we say bad things to each other and we can hurt each other but uh, also when that happens, we usually always know that, okay, that person is tired or hungry or mm. stressed or it's something. The hangry, yeah. Exactly. So, we are not mean people. <laughs> <laughs> you become a diva when you're hungry. No, we know sneakers. each other's <laughs> triggers yeah. mm, quite yeah. well. Mm. And uh, to, yeah, go back to the basics once again. Mm. And we, we also, we can read each other very mm. well. And that's very positive as well. When you're on stage, we can have a, our own language so people can think sometimes, but how do you know when you do this and that? Yeah. We, we can just read yeah. each other's eye connection. And, yeah. and that, <laughs> is, that is a very positive thing. And I believe that it's also very important to, to not forget to, to ask each other. And to, to, uh, because you, you know each other so well. So sometimes you feel that I don't need to ask that question. Mm. I, don't, I don't need to do that because you can easily judge or mm. take things for granted. But to... Also, and be able to like actually ask to be mm-hmm. like considerate. Mm. I feel that I feel this. What do you need? Tell me. Yeah. And care. also that we change we during our different ages. So yeah. In five years, maybe I have a completely different opinion. So yeah. mm. you never so know it's about people. Important Always to be interested. Be, yeah, mm. interested and listen to each other. So um, repertoire. How do you choose the repertoire for a concert? And it's very different in many different ways sometimes in the audience we someone can come and say can you please do this song i I love it so much and then we listen to it and and we like it and then emily arrange it or we hear we listen to some songs on spotify and just realize that we usually tailor make (laughs) is that a word yeah yeah the the repertoire for each uh concert to make sure that we are singing music that we think could uh, fit well to that particular performance yeah. so uh we yeah and to choose that repertoire yeah it might take some time to do some research yeah about the the venue or the audience that we're going to meet so that's part of it as well sometimes some, we ask sorry <laughs> sometimes we ask our audience like now uh, during the corona we have done a lot of live stream concerts mm-hmm. and then we had a special thing called sister surprise mm-hmm. so the audience has been writing to us and with their wish what yeah. song they want us to sing yeah and also organizers can maybe they have a special wish for their their concert and maybe it's a song they really have a connection to that they want yeah. us to learn and we all always follow our gut feelings yeah. or our inspiration like i really like this song we all three has have to like the song yeah to, because uh if we don't it won't be a good performance so no. and good lyrics 
Mm. Mm. Something that we can agree upon. Yeah. About the words and the the yeah. meaning of it. Yeah, I think it's a good combination. I mean, it's always like to put a program, it takes some time and you want to have some kind of yes. threads in it. But we usually change the program during the concert. Yeah. Quite a lot. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> like, um. yeah but it's good to have a plan at least. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we love to mix the genres during the yeah. concert so we have a song for each person more or less. Yeah. Mm. So That's nice. All people yeah. in the audience can like it. Cool. I'm very happy that I had the pleasure to have you in my podcast. And now lastly, of course, I want to ask you the the traditional questions I always ask. So I want you to give uh, advice or an inspiration tip to a person in the music school, to one in the conservatorium and one who is like like yourself, freelancing, professionals, working with music. So that's a very easy one, no? (laughs) (laughs) One separate tip. Yeah. Or let, repeat it again, please. Or a music school person, so mm-hmm. someone is uh, studying in the music school with an instrument, maybe just started, or yeah. I think it could be the same advice for all these three categories mm-hmm. somehow. Yeah. To follow your heart and what you love, uh, what fall, and that could be choosing the instrument you want to play, or choosing the repertoire, or choosing the venue to play, or to just uh, follow your heart. No, I I really can't practice today. I'm too exhausted yeah or listen to your feelings Mm. and i also think if you're in school it's very nice with this bubble you get when you're in school but it's also important to do other things outside this bubble and maybe you get new contacts um, and just do something else as well yeah go to concerts Mm. and be curious yeah that's very important because otherwise you are in this bubble and suddenly you're done and then oh what just happened and there's like Nothing. So do other things during school that can inspire you in different ways. And I believe that sometimes you can get very... It's it's beautiful to be very focused in one thing, maybe your instrument or something that you're working with, and that is beautiful. But then, like Josephine said, to do something else or to, to not forget, it's very important to meet new people, to talk, interconnect, and... Because that is the most important thing, is the, that we have each other. So you're not just studying and working, working, and forget that all the beautiful people and friends around you that want to hang out with you and want to want to say great things to you, that you should be proud of that and you're great. Help and support you. Mm, to yeah. be aware of what's happening around you. Yeah, definitely. I think it's super good advice, actually. And I think it's something that we can always come back to during our life as a musicians because sometimes I think we are bad at getting inspired. Mm. Sometimes it maybe becomes a work. And mm. it's a pity because it's really a big passion and it mm. always becomes more interesting, you know, when it's something, the kind of flow mm. that we can have. I'm really happy to have you. I know that you have a little song to sing. Yeah. A, a lovely one that I had a little sample <laughs> of. If, you, if I haven't like torn out your voices after talking <laughs> oh, <no>. so much. <laughs> no. We're no. really looking forward. So a live performance in Ooh. the Mastery Music. Maybe we should do something else than swing. We can do both. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> oh, all right. Hey. Din 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 through the fire through the limit to the wall for a chance to be with you I gladly risk it all
take it all the way, right down to the wire, even through the Just a little bit, just a little bit, just a little bit. Whoa, R E S P C T. Find out what it means to me. R E S P C T. Just a little bit of song. So, just a little bit of song. So. swing song from our new album yes Jazz you have a beautiful album. one yeah. a beautiful album and where can we find this album exactly where can we buy it we have a web shop on bigcardle.com so you can find it on our instagram bio or facebook page and also on our website but oh, the easiest thing is just send an email to us info at the and we will sign a cd and send wow. it to you um, it's a very cool cd yeah yeah, the artwork is uh, quite cool because front, the cover, yeah. uh, it's actually a painting of the three of us. So, awesome. and it's about, yeah, it's made by this amazing painter called Dan- Daniel Andersson. Wow. So, uh, it's a jazz city that we always dreamt of doing. Yeah. So now it's in our hands, finally, mm-hmm. with the jazzy songs and in special arrangements by Emily. So it's a seed, an album for everyone. Yeah, a good uh, Christmas gift maybe for yeah, the future. Right. I mean, I'm oh, yes. thinking ahead. Yeah, yes. <laughs> we, also, we also have a Christmas album yeah, out there, yeah. or, or a summer album together yeah. that we recorded together with our parents. Mm-hmm. So we have three albums out there. So Text us and we will exactly send it to you. 
and they can also listen to they can follow you on uh, Instagram who is Happy mm. Sisters mm-hmm. and uh, Facebook you have Happy Sisters as well and YouTube channel yes. Yes. then they the can listen happy to the music yes. the Happy Sister yeah that's so that's really a cool place to follow you I think you do a lot of fun things you did yeah. a lot of fun things with animals actually during <laughs> the quarantine because you were in the music competition in the radio and yes. I was following and I voted and it was super cool mm-hmm. so I think uh, yeah it's a lot of fun things going on there as well an extra material place mm. but also to follow where the concerts comes and so because it's a uh, uncertain times so it's hard to send you to any p- particular place mm. if you are an audience who want to listen to you but yeah uh, we will check it out and listen and uh, keep our eyes out and ears out for you mm. thank you and if someone would like to have a special video greeting or a special video yeah that we're actually doing singograms. Oh, <laughs> so yeah. if someone's having a birthday or if you want to just make someone feel a little bit less lonely or something, mm-hmm. then we you can ask us to send them a little video greeting when we're wow. singing something or saying something of your choice. So And that's a wonderful thing to do. Mm. So just it's text us so if you're fun. interested. Yeah. Or we can do a live streamed concert. We actually were taking part in a Zoom conference yeah. call yeah. as a like, band yeah yeah there's and many possibilities yeah so they, like sofa concert at, at home at mm. home so mm. yeah that's also possible for people who are want to have some music i think it's a great idea mm. and we have the equipment now since the coronavirus mm. uh, yeah. made us have some extra time yeah so we we bought the equipment we needed and learned the basic things to make a quite quality quite high, high quality yeah professional video live stream (laughs) that's the best so sing along and thank you so much for being here okay i'm so happy that i managed so thank you so much thank Thank you you. okay one last song swing your hips feel the beat jazz it up and move your feet find the groove Jazz it up and move, move, move. Have no ball and feeling low. There's a place that you should go. Don't be late, no, don't be late. It starts at eight. You will soon be feeling great. Come on and take a chance. Life is much better when you are surrounded by a band that's willing. Swing your hips, feel the beat. Jazz it up and move your feet. Find the groove. Jazz it up and move, move, move. A song written by the big sister, Emily. <laughs> Jazz it up and move forward. Thank you so much from Woo. the Heavy Sisters. Bye bye. Take care. Bye. Thank you. Woo. Monster.